Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. So let's talk about your exit strategies. What are your exit strategies looking like now, Chip? Well, Jay, I'm following your system and I want to give you credit for this. I learned it from you. And I will say this, that I can sell a home for about 30% more following this strategy than a traditional strategy. Again, I screen, I screen the tenant owners up front, check their credit, I get someone in there who's going to be able to cash out. You know, I'm saying within two years, but hopefully I can compress that to one. I'm looking for a down payment and I'm continuously working with them to get them cashed out. Now, a lot of mine are double wide manufactured homes. So if I sell them on my own, the traditional way, I may get, I'm getting on average about 60,000. But when I sell them this way, I'm getting about 80,000 for the home. So it's nice. I'm having, I just, I'm having to wait a little bit for the money, but it's well worth it because I'm being able to sell the homes for so much more. Yeah, well, you just uh, nailed it on the head, Chip. Selling on rent to own or lease option, it's all the same. Selling on rent to own or lease option, in my experience, is the most profitable way to sell any home. However, as you just said, you got to wait. For your for all your paydays. Now, when we sell on rent to own, there's three different paydays, right? There is when you buy it, if you're using private money, we borrow more than we need to buy. So there's one payday is get a big check up front when you buy. The second payday is getting the large non-refundable option fee like we just talked about. And then the third payday is when they cash out. But again, we have to wait. 
Another reason, well, Chip, what are the reasons come to your mind as to what makes selling on rent to own more profitable? One thing that comes to my mind is the arrangement that we give our rent to own buyers on, you know, are your rent to own buyers getting inspections done like a typical traditional buyer or, you know, how long do you give them to, uh, to live in the home uh, for you to be responsible for repairs? And when do they become responsible for repairs? That's a great question, Jay. And uh, going back to the first question is, I think it's mindset. Because when you bring in a tenant owner, you are helping. And when you sell at retail, what I have found, because I've sold a few of them retail, is they're, they're finding everything that may be wrong with the property. So, you know, I have to fix more things. I'm expected to maybe pay closing costs, maybe pay a commission, those type things. So, um, but in, in getting my tenant owners in there, they know that right, they know that this is the only way that they can purchase a home right now. So we're providing a service to them. So they're, they're very appreciative of the whole process and, and price is usually not even bubbled about. Yeah. And you bring up a good point there. Price is not really a main consideration with these rent to own buyers. In fact, the way I do it, I'm sure is the way you do it since we work together. And that is price is not negotiable. We set the price as the seller of these homes. The price is the price. And, and I set the monthly payment. The only thing really that ends up being negotiated is how much of a uh, non-refundable lease option deposit or option fee uh, are we going to negotiate and how much are you willing to accept as being offered by the seller? How do you work it, Chip? Well, Jay, I haven't been able to get as big a down payment as you have uh, because, you know, mine are lower valued homes. So I'm shooting for a $5,000 down payment, which is, which is not a huge amount. If they don't have that, but they can pay so much on a monthly amount, I guess there's a lot of factors that come into it. If it's someone who's going to be able to cash out, I may potentially let them in for a lower down payment. Like I, I actually just met with a couple today. They've got great income, but they didn't have that much of a down payment. So they put like a $2,000 down payment but it looks like they're going to cash out within the next month or two, which will be six to eight months. And there again, this, this has got good profit. So great question, but a, a lot of factors come into it, but I really think I know that I would have more success if I could get a bigger down payment. I just haven't always been able to get it. Yeah, I understand. So one thing you mentioned a moment ago, Chip was mindset, the mindset of the tenant buyer. And the reason we call them a tenant buyer is because they are renting the property. They are a tenant until they qualify for a traditional mortgage and become the buyer. One thing you mentioned a moment ago as well is you're now working with a mortgage broker or a mortgage lender to also help these people get ready for uh, the mortgage and to purchase. So, How's that working and how important is that relationship and what is that mortgage broker doing to help get the process finished to where they can cash you out? We've been meeting with some of my current tenants, which I've got a spreadsheet of about 15 tenants who are currently in there. Where we're going to see who could qualify. So we met with each one of them 
and we, we hooked them up with a uh, person in credit repair. So we developed a strategy for each one of them. And so it's, I mean, he's going to get a chance to make the loans. So that's what he's going to, you know, that's going to benefit him. And what helps me, Jay, is the follow-up. So I've really got two people on my team, broker and the person who's in credit repair who was following up. Because every one of these people have expressed an interest. Some of them had no credit at all. Now, these were people that I didn't pre-screen before I got in there, but they've been good payers and had good income. So, for instance, one person has, has taken out some credit cards, line of credit, just so he can start building his credit. But it's it's another level of follow-up, I would say, is the is the biggest benefit of Okay, I got you. So, another uh, when you say another level of follow-up, and that is keeping your rent-to-own buyers or tenant buyers engaged and actually moving forward to cash out, right? Yes, yes. All right, excellent. Now, one thing I've heard you talk about in the past, Chip, and that is you've got some complementary business practices uh, that you do that also, you know, helps you be successful in, in, in the business. One of which is networking. I know you're a very, very good networker. You were a good networker before we met. And I, and I think in working together, you took that even to another level. But tell me about your networking practices that you've either been involved in or you're currently involved in and how it is that this networking plays into the success of your business. Yeah, I recently joined Rotary and we have about 80 members there and I've enjoyed getting to know them, doing things socially with them. Uh, I haven't joined a BNI group yet, but I'm thinking about going to do that. I have a unique networking strategy, Jay, in that I teach business classes at a local community college, and I've had a lot of guest speakers in my classes. So through the years, I've had about 250 business professionals who have come in and shared their story with our students, and I'm, I'm now I'm in the process of videoing these. But when they tell me their story, I have an opportunity to tell them their story, my, I mean my story. And what I have found, Jay, and this is one of the principles of networking, it's kind of um, a paradox. It's kind of the opposite of what people think. Is you, you need to give first. You need to give. You need to see what that person needs, and you need to develop the relationship. And I really feel like I've been a strong, strong networker. I haven't converted as many of these into private lenders as I wish I could, but I, I still think that's going to that's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that I've discovered, Chip, you talk about being a giver. I have found in the process of networking, whenever I can be a catalyst and I can be an important part of introducing two people together that can serve each other in some kind of a way, then I become known as the connector and someone that brings a lot of value to relationships. And it's sort of, you know, it's sort of like what Zig Ziglar used to say. And that was, you know, you helping up other people get what they want. You don't have to worry about yourself. And I'm paraphrasing. But, right. I mean, do you do you agree with what I'm saying on that from a personal yes, you know, experience? Yes I, do. yes, I do. I think that's a great statement. Well, and, you know, for, and also with you being a... Um, instructor. I don't, what's your official title at the local college? Well, I'm an instructor of business administration. 
Okay, I just didn't want to leave out the word professor in case it was appropriate. But nonetheless, <laughs> but you know, you you setting yourself up in that position really, really elevates your authority, elevates your credibility, and really elevates you know how you're viewed in the community. I would suppose. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great getting to hear all these people and hear their stories and. I, again, I'm also, I'm going to switch back over to the private lender. I'm continuously thinking about that. I mean, my electrician, who I took down to do some work for me, you know, mentioned to me while we were riding on down there that he had several hundred thousand dollars in the stock market. So, you know, I could end up getting a private lender from a guy who's doing some work for me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, another place that I have found private lenders in the past is when I know someone has sold a property and cashed out, well, they've got all that cash sitting there from selling a house or a property. What are they going to do with the cash? You know? Very good. Very good. Yeah. Have you, and I don't remember this uh, as of recent, but have any of your private lenders loaned you money from their retirement accounts? And have you been involved in self-directed IRAs. Yes, they have. So yes. And there and, and I didn't finish earlier, but you introduced me to some private lenders and some of them came from their self-directed. And one one last thing, I'll mention another thing, Jay. I've been able to grow my business through giving good customer service. It's not necessarily that I've attracted that many more private lenders, but the private lenders I've had have given me more money. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my clients and students, it's very, very important to stay in touch with your private lenders. And I don't know a better way to stay in touch than them, them to receive their payments and their interest payments, not only on time, but early. They love to stay and for us to stay in touch with them like that, for sure. Oh, um, yes. Wow. Chip, I can't believe we're almost out of time. So in just a moment, we're going to give all of our audience the opportunity to connect with you and continue the conversation if they'd like to. I mean, I've known you for, for quite a few years now, and you know, there may be some folks out there in our audience that are not happy with the rate of return that they're getting, and they might want to talk with you about doing some business together to how they can get a high rate of return safely and securely, either through investment capital or the retirement funds. So I'll let you give out your information on that here in just a moment. But before that, any parting comments uh, that you, or advice you'd like to share with the audience on um, what to do to be successful in real estate investing or in just general business practices? Okay. Well, thank you, Jay. I made a few notes. I think it's important to have a system that you follow. So, you, you know, you have, you're setting yourself up for success. I think it's very important to build a team because you need a lot of other people in this business to be successful. You need a legal team, you need rehabbers, you need credit repair, you need mortgage brokers, you need realtors. I think, and then the last thing that I guess maybe that I'll just put from my personal standpoint is I believe it's important to be conservative. You know, I'm an optimistic person. I'm a little bit of a, a risk taker. That can get me into trouble if I'm not careful. So, you know, I, I want to be conservative. and you know, build in strategies for success. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, Chip, uh, for the audience to uh, connect with you, how can they reach out to you, Chip, and continue the conversation and talk about the possibility of doing business with you? 
All right, thank you, Jay. My phone number, I'm gonna give that is 828-317-9522. Again, 828-317-9522. My email is very easy to remember. It's chip.cross at yahoo.com. Okay, C-H-I-P C-R-O-S-S at yahoo.com. Chip, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Jay. It was my pleasure. Congratulations on all your success. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Chip. All right, folks. I'm Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority, wishing you all the best. And here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. We'll see you on the next show. Bye for now.